Welcome to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. Please enjoy the next installment of our camp series. All right. Well, good morning. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks if you're on the podcast, thanks for listening. Um, we're almost done with this sermon series. That's crazy. I feel like we just started the camp. It's almost over. It's, it just flew by. Um, this, whole, this whole sermon series is inspired simply because we're all in seasons of our life. Everything is always seasons. It's, it's you're entering one, you're in the middle of one, or it's wrapping up one. But we're all in seasons. We're not stuck in some permanent place forever. Even though a season sometimes can feel like that, and that's the worst. But it's interesting, when, when we're in a season, if we don't rest, man, that's devastating. That is so difficult to get through that season if we're not resting. That's, that's one of the most detrimental things that can ever happen to us. If, if we just enter to a season and we're just like, just plugging away, plugging away, and it, it's almost like, have you ever had that work week where all of a sudden it's like you start on Monday morning, but then you blink and it's already Friday, and then all of a sudden it's Monday again, and then it's Friday, and it's just you feel like your weeks are just flying by? It's, it's because we're lacking rest. And when we lack rest, we're not entering into purpose and mission and all the other things that God has in store for us. Lack of rest can devastate our seasons. So number one, what does rest do for us? Isaiah 41.10 says this, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So in this sermon series, we're looking at illustrations at a campsite in relation to seasons. And so today at a campsite, we're looking at the sleeping bag. If you can't see it, there is a a sleeping bag that's draped on the stairs. Um, Can I have one volunteer to spend the rest of the sermon inside that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. But the sleeping bag. And the concept behind a sleeping bag we're going to look at illustratively represents rest. So I'll go ahead and put this up because some of you guys can't see it. Rest. What does rest do for us? A protection from the environment. The sleeping bag protects us from what's going on around us. Like, you know all those, like, critters that are flying around your face? Have you ever seen the the difference between, like, the old school sleeping bags where it's just, like, it's just, like, a flat thing and you get inside of it and critters can still crawl inside and the new ones, they, like, zip tie to your face like this? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? So things can't just get in? No? Okay, well, that's... Thanks for alerting me. It's freaking me out now. Now I'm just thinking about that. Protection from the environment. The first thing a sleeping bag does is it protects us from the environment. All the, all the cold, the season, the critters, the mosquitoes, everything. It, it, it's protecting us from the environment. If we just slept on a rock in Dakota or like Colorado, almost combine like two states together, Colorado, there we go. You're not protected from the environment without sleep. You need a sleeping bag. Likewise, in a season, we need rest. It protects us from the environment. It protects us from all the different things going on. Our environment at work, without rest, we can get cranky. We can get upset. We can start having these mind games of, oh, I'm in trouble today. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, blah, blah. Just like Janelle was talking about. Without rest, we start playing these games in our mind. We need rest for the environment that we're in. 
B, the second thing a sleeping bag does and what rest does for us is comfort from the ground. Now, granted, a sleeping bag doesn't give too much comfort from the ground, especially if you got a rock under you, but it does give a little bit. It protects us from the ground. The ground really represents the, the superficial, the, the surface level things in our life. The things that people say to us that are like little rocks in our shoes, you know? It's the ground level things. It's the superficial things. It's, it's the things that are just rubbing you the wrong way and, and the, the things that want to try to prevent you from resting. It's like, oh, I finally finished my day at work. I go home and then you're tossing and turning all night because you're thinking about, oh, this and this and this and this. And oh, I said this. Oh, that was stupid. Oh, I have this due tomorrow. It, it's all the little things just keep adding up. It's the superficial things. But rest, rest covers those. It comforts those things in our life. And C, regulate the temperature. A sleeping bag, did you know you have to buy sleeping bags based on degrees that you're going to be sleeping with those? I didn't know that. I, that's, that was new to me. You go to REI and you look at all the different degrees. And then for me, I'm like, oh, this one looks really good. And they're like, oh, are you sleeping in snow? No, but this one looks, well, you're not going to want to sleep in this one unless you're going to be in snow, you're just going to be sweating all night long. Well, that makes sense. Regulate the temperature. The temperature represents really our emotional state, our mental state. It represents the, the things that are going on within us. So when you rest, likewise, all three of these kind of play together the same way a sleeping bag. It's one thing, but it does three things at the same time. It regulates our temperature. It regulates our emotional state. Have you noticed a good night's rest, you're very different around people than if you don't sleep that night, right? Someone says something, you're like, what'd you say? Did you want cream with your coffee? Okay, I heard that wrong. You know, when you're rested, all of a sudden your, your temperature, your, your mental state, your emotional state changes. We need rest, it protects us, it comforts us, it regulates us. Just like in this verse, don't be afraid for I am with you. There's protection that God gives us. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. He comforts us from all the discouraging things. Going back to verse, I will strengthen you and help you. He strengthens us and helps us by regulating our emotional state, our mental state. This, this verse you know, I never thought I'd really read scripture and apply it to a sleeping bag, but here we are. This verse really illustrates out everything that happens when we rest. The three things that happen with a sleeping bag is what God does with rest. So, <clears throat> point number two, what prevents us from resting? Now, I'm not just talking about like, you know, our, our once a year, twice a year vacation that we go all out and we go somewhere and then we come back more tired than when we left. That's not really what I'm talking about here, all right? I'm not talking about getting extra five hours of sleep each night. That's, that's not what I'm getting at, but true rest. Rest that puts a smile on your face where you're so excited to tackle the day. When you show up and you're like, yeah, let's do this. What prevents us from that? A, lack of faith. What do I mean by that? It's a lack of faith, meaning you know what, I, I have to do everything on my own. I don't have faith in other people. I don't have faith in God. 
I have to do everything on my own. And that's what kills our rest. Oh, I have to do this and this and this. and Oh, I'm not even going to ask them to do that because they won't even do it the way I expect them to. And all of a sudden, you aren't resting because you're trying to do everything. And in the end, it's going to probably end up worse than if you just had the help in the first place. But your emotional state's going to be way worse. Lack of faith causes you to not rest. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. This is, this is such a practical verse. We're going to live our lives based on what we expect and just say, God, I'm going to trust that it's going to get done. I'm going to believe in you for this. I, I, I'm just going to live by faith that, you know what? They will cook the turkey this year. They're not going to show up late. They're not going to forget it. This is very practical too. It's not just super spiritual stuff. I'm going to live that this person will come through. And if they don't, I'll bring forgiveness and we'll figure it out. But I'm not going to sit there and dwell internally on it. I'm not going to get all contorted and twisted up and bite everyone's head off because of it. Living by faith and not by sight. Meaning, I'm going to live by faith that, hey, they're going to either do it now, maybe next year, or the year after. And I'm not going to judge them by what their results are that I see. I'm going to judge them by having faith that they'll do it eventually. See, when, when, when we are judging everything by what we see, that's when we lack rest. That's when we start getting frustrated. That's when everything gets, ugh, in our lives. What prevents us from resting? B, <laughs> laziness. Laziness, it, meaning, you know what? It, it's all the little things. This is like such a, um, I want to say like I'm, I'm super guilty of this. I think everyone's super guilty. Like it's, it's the, you know what, I need to do this. And if I just did it, I'd be over and then I can rest. But you put it off and put it off and it's like, oh, oh, actually, I, I just want to do this really quick and then I'm going to hang out with this person. I'm going to watch this and, and you're like one series into Netflix already on something. You know, or I'm going to do that. And it, it, laziness will prevent us from actually resting. Like, we'll sit there, but it's not resting. We'll be around other people, but it, it might not be resting. Because at the end of it, you don't feel rejuvenated to go out and do more. C, intentionality. Intentionality. Hebrews 4, 10 through 11 says this. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our, our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. What prevents us from resting is intentionally trying to rest. Doing things that actually fill our tank. Doing things that like rejuvenate us and fill us with energy and fill our tanks and, and do all those things. Because without that, without being intentional, We'll just fall into routines, and all of a sudden our days and our weeks are just flying by so fast. Intentionality. You have to say, you know, I'm going to take time for myself. And it's not, don't get me wrong on this, it's not taking time for yourself by stealing someone else's time, saying, oh, I can't do that because I need to rest. No, that's on you. That's your fault for not switching your calendar around to rest prior, waking up a little bit earlier, 
spending this time here navigating your schedule, maybe cutting out something that, who cares? Why is it in your calendar anyways? Don't blame others for you not resting. So, number three, how do we find rest? Number three, finding rest with Jesus. Luke 8, 51 through 53. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. This is a story where um, Jarius, uh his little daughter, died. And he chases down Jesus, brings Jesus to his house, and shows up. And everyone thinks this little girl's dead. Verse 52, the house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. This is, this is the concept of, of false rest. This is the concept of rest, of when we're just dead tired, when we're just not accomplishing anything and everyone else around us is, is doing what they want to do and we're just laying there motionless in our lives. False rest will keep you tired and weak and ineffective. See, the, the whole concept of true rest versus false rest, false rest is really the enemy, every, the world just wants you to have this false rest so you're ineffective and you're buying into all these other things and you're not accomplishing anything that God has placed on your heart. Your dreams are just slowly falling away. Your purposes, everything that you believe in that you're like, I wanna do this someday, it just gets farther and farther away. And in reality, God's saying, I, I, need, I need to pull you up out of this slumber. I need to pull you up where everyone else is laughing around you and get you to go after your mission, your purpose. So how do we find, how do we find rest with Jesus? A, the first thing that happened in the story was ignore your haters. I know it's kind of funny, but it's so true. The first thing Jesus did was he showed up, told everyone to stop it, knock it off. And in a different, in a, this verse is actually in three different chapters in the Bible. One of the chapters, it says, he kicks the people out of the room that are laughing. The first thing, when, when you're going through a tough time, the first thing when you're in a season, the first thing when you're just having a rough time, is block people out of your mind that are hurting you. Block people that are weighing on your mind. Your focus should just be with Jesus and people that love you. That's it. That's, that's your main focus. To find true rest, the moment you can get people that are just consuming your thought life from work, from family, from anything, the moment you can get them out of your mind, get them out of there, all of a sudden it'll keep get you from being paralyzed in frustration into living your life. That's, that's really your first aspect. If your boss and his comments of just being a whatever is on your thought life outside of work, that's your first thing you need to do. Deal with Jesus and that person. Kick them out of the room. 
Not at work, because you'll get fired. <laughs> the room of your mind. B, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. It, I think this is, this is one of the hardest things to do sometimes. I'm, I'm just being honest. I know I'm a pastor. But the, the hardest things is you will be inundated with everyone's thoughts about you and what you should do. And Jesus is that still, small, quiet voice in the back of your mind. And sometimes people will shout at you louder than that small voice of Jesus. And sometimes it's easier to listen to them than it is of what Jesus is saying in that moment. Man, if you want to find rest, real rest, try and find what God is speaking to you about. Don't, don't allow what everyone else is shouting, oh, do this, do this. You know what? I did this once. Why don't you try doing this? Well, Maybe that helped you, but I need to, I, uh, something inside of me is telling me that's wrong. Let me, let me do what I feel is right, because I think God is speaking to me right now. When you're pulled every single different direction, that, that weighs on you. That's so tiring. Have you ever just, have you ever been, um, gone to a concert and they have like those little pits that open up in the middle? mosh pits have you ever been in one of those by accident I, 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 maybe maybe just once i was by accident i stand on the edge just watching because it was you know i was in high school and it was like it was fun just to kind of stand there and you know watch it was like a pinball machine to me I, whatever and i was watching and all of a sudden my friend got behind me and shoved me into the middle and i was like oh i got shoved and i was like oh i'll just i'll just run across the other side and just kind of like just go back into the crowd you know do that thing, and uh, little did I know, that's not how you, I was just going, doing this. And eventually, I just, I just fell on my knees and just crawled out, but it was fine. <laughs> there, that's how life is sometimes. Man, everyone is vying for your attention. Everyone wants to give their insight. And you know so many times people want to give insight and direction to you because they have no direction in their life of their own? And that's the only reason why they're saying something? Man, if they don't have direction, why should they be trying to give you a compass themselves? Listen to the only one that can give true direction. God said, I knew you before I formed you. He knew you before you were even born. That's crazy to think about. If he knew you before you were born, he ultimately knows your, who, how you were designed, how you were built, uh, everything you're capable of. And I, I think it's, we're, we would take it for granted if we don't listen to the one who formed us with this concept of what we're most capable of. Listen to Jesus. Finding rest really comes from, A, again, ignoring people that want to, say everything about you. Be listening to God. And then see, it's kind of hidden in there, but it's eat what Jesus provides. You might be saying, what? Verse 54, look at this again. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child get up, and at that moment, 
her life returned, and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. And I'm not really talking about physical food here. I'm talking about how when Jesus speaks to us and gives us something, we need to consume it and put it in our lives. The whole concept of food is when you ingest it, you eat it, it breaks down and turns into nutrients and gives us energy and it gives our muscles fuel to work. Same kind of concept with our spirit. As God speaks to us, it goes inside of us, we take it in and it fuels us. It gives us energy, it fills our tank, and we're ready for the day. Are we taking on what God has given us, what he speaks to us? So many times those are like encouragements. Those are words where God, where someone comes up and they hear God and they're like, you know what, I just want to pray for you. Can I speak life over you? And you hear it. And also you just feel good the rest of your day. You know those moments where you're just like, man, that was so nice of that person. That, that was really good. That was so uplifting. That's what they're talking about here. Because notice how, notice how Jesus didn't give her the food directly. Did you catch that? And at that moment, her life returned. She immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Sometimes Jesus will feed us through other people. This is different than the negativity part. This is, this is the positive part where Jesus will speak to someone. Also, you have this like nudge and you're like, I feel like I'm supposed to tell this person something. And you give them some encouragement. You're like, hey, you're doing an awesome job today. Encouragement out of the blue, there is nothing better than that. Receiving that and getting that. And on the flip side, sometimes we need that and sometimes we need to give that. So I want to kind of challenge you today. If, if you're that person that, man, you just need that, reach out to someone. And if, you, if you, God is speaking to you about someone, reach out and give someone encouragement. All right? Finding rest. Let's pray. Lord, just like a sleeping bag at a campsite, speak to us. Give us rest. Lord, it's, it's really interesting how even when we go camping, we're not intended to stay at that sleeping bag the whole day. It's really just a small moment while we're camping. Likewise with rest, it's just a small moment. Lord, would you speak moments of rest over our, our lives this week? Would you just fill us up? Would you encourage us? Would you get us everything that we need? Because ultimately, God, this, this life isn't meant to just be weeks rolling by where we're just tired and weary and over it. It's meant to be encouraging. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to live our life to the fullest. Really teach us what it means to live our faith out. In your mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on our church, visit lighthouse805.com.